Chapter Number Six of the Tale of Old Mr. Crow by Arthur Scott Bailey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Mr. Crow in Trouble. After Mr. Crow found that Farmer Green had put tar on his corn, Mr. Crow was so angry that he flew for a good many miles before stopping. And then, as he started to walk along the limb that led to his house in the tall elm, he noticed for the first time that he could hardly move his right foot. He looked down, and he was startled when he saw that his foot was many times its usual size. Moreover, it did not look like a foot at all, being a strange, huge, shapeless thing. Old Mr. Crow was alarmed. Never in all his life had he found himself in such a plight. He stayed at home only long enough to tie his foot up in a bandage, which made it look bigger than ever. And then he hurried off as fast as he could fly to call upon Aunt Polly Woodchuck, who was said to be an excellent doctor. Aunt Polly was at home, and since Mr. Crow could not crawl inside her house, she received him in her dooryard. As soon as she looked at Mr. Crow's foot, Aunt Polly Woodchuck threw up both her hands. "'You have gout!' she cried, "'and it's the worst case I've ever saw!' That made Mr. Crow feel proud and happy. "'What about a cure?' he inquired. "'I shouldn't like to have my foot like this always. "'If you could cure it in a week, I would be satisfied. "'But I want at least a week in which to show my foot to my friends.' "'You'll be lucky if you're better in a month,' said Aunt Polly Woodchuck. You must be very careful about what you eat. You may have all the ginseng and jimson weed and campaign that you wish, and drink plenty of catnip tea. But until you're quite well again, don't touch corn, grasshoppers, birds' eggs, field mice, or elderberries. If you eat such things, your other foot may swell and then you'll be unable to walk at all. Mr. Crow was no longer happy. Those are things I like best. The last that you mentioned, he said, and the food you tell me I may have is exactly the kind I've never cared for in the least. As for catnip tea, I can't swallow it, he groaned. Haven't you some other remedy? can't you give me a pill but aunt polly woodchuck said there was no other way i never can remember what you've told me mr crow objected i can fix that said aunt polly and then she went into her house returning presently with a basket from the basket she drew forth a handful of herbs which she gave to mr crow take these she said and put them in your right hand pocket these are what you may eat a sample of each herb 
straight away she gave mr crow two more handfuls of food and here she continued here are things you mustn't eat put them in your left-hand pocket and at dinner-time to-night you won't have the least bit of trouble knowing what you're allowed to have mr crow thanked her politely but he felt somewhat angry just the same he saw that he was going to have a very unpleasant time for if there was one thing that mr crow liked it was good food and plenty of it end of chapter six recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c